Welcome to another exciting episode of Crowdfunding Nerds. Today, Sean, myself, is opening up the episode. Richard is not here to do his sexy intros. But on this episode, we talk about really productivity, how to make use of your time, setting goals, the importance of taking breaks, how to rest. There's a lot of good advice in here, and hopefully it will give you a roadmap for your 2024 on how to optimize your time, set goals, and be as productive as possible. Let's get into it. Game begin. I used to be a marketer like you until I took an arrow to the knee. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Crowdfunding Nerds. I am your host, Andrew Lone, and I'm joined by Sean uh, and not Rick this week. Rick is busy with SEO marketing reports, and basically the first week of the month, Rick has no life, and um, the last week of the month, Rick has no life. And then in the middle, he has a life. He's able to do fun things. But uh, but yeah, so it's just Sean and I today. <laughs> How are you doing, Sean? Sean, not Rick. Not Rick should be my second name. Yeah, yeah. Your title, Sean, not Rick. Um, so on this podcast episode, we wanted to get into how to take a break and how to get going again. Um, and this can really apply to many different facets. You know, we um, recently just finished our kind of the holiday break um, at the end of the year with Christmas and New Year and everything like that. And uh, at in a digital marketing agency, that in between in between Christmas and New Year's is like the absolute best week ever because nobody wants anything done during that time. Everyone always is taking a break themselves. Um, they are oftentimes not thinking about business. And so even if we reach out to people, it's it's really rare unless some emergency happens that that somebody uh, really needs to talk to us. And so um, I always, I really always try to take that, that time off, you know, between Christmas and New Year's. It's like, it's just known that I'm going to take, I'm just going to try not to work a full eight hours, you know? Yeah, um, I, I got a surprisingly, I got surprisingly if, a few emails over that period. I, I checked my emails just because I had a couple of days off. So I make sure there's no fires. There's like no emails. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is my email broken? Yeah. So that's, um, it's wonderful. But um, I find that, you know, and I just kind of thought of the, the topic of, of this episode because I find at the beginning of the year, it's always hard for me to get restarted and just going. And uh, over the years, I've learned what works for me and what doesn't. And um, so anyway, I thought that would be a really great topic. Uh, you know, it, regardless of if you're working on a crowdfunding campaign and or, you know, as a friend of ours, uh, actually, Ryan is working on uh, his Backwoods rulebook, his second edition rulebook um, for that. And, you know, uh, we've got all sorts of marketing things happening and um, and whatnot. You did like your big end of the year Modifius report, which was epic. Um, and so, you know, let's just, let's just dive in and talk about, uh, maybe like we should frame the discussion first. What does it mean to take a break and what does it mean to get going again? Let's start with taking a break. Like what, what do you mean? What do we mean by taking a break? Well, I think it's important that you take a break and I, this is something that take I think you had, from what you know? <laughs> take a break from taking a break, <laughs> but taking a break from work. And I think it's, it's super important that you you have to kind of almost have to work at it. I think you have to work at resting, <clears throat> which is almost seems like an oxymoron. 
but something that you have to have plan. I don't know about you, Andrew, what, what type of things do you do during your break? Do you, are you still very much involved in your community and kind of doing the same things or do you have a completely different schedule and you do completely different things during your time off? So I, uh, I really focus, I think that probably the best way to um, think about it is I focus on play. Playing is very important um, when I'm taking a break. And, um, you know, if you've watched five-year-olds play and, you know, play make-believe, I've got tons of daughters. And <laughs> when they play, they are, they are at work. It is, it is a lot of work to watch them play. You know, I mean, it's, it's organized. They're, um, they're just, they're really in the moment and they are working at, at play. It's, it's really kind of amazing to watch kids do that. And so I really try to do the same thing. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me. So things that are work, I, I lay down and I do it on purpose. And even if I want to pick these things back up, like for example, I want to open my email and check and make sure that everything's okay. Um, my wife has, and I have this rule where she gets my phone and I don't get it back because if I open it, see a notification, I'm gone for 10 minutes fixing something or, or Hmm. updating something or answering an email and that kind of thing. And if I just didn't do it that day, I could have done it the next day, you know? So, but instead I decided to interrupt date night and, uh, that's, that never goes well. Um, so I think that you're right. You really need to work at resting, uh, being purposeful about resting is, is super important if you're going to actually recover. So I think that there's a difference between, um, you know, just chilling out and actually recovering so that you can continue the grind the next day or the next week or whatever. And, um, one, thing that like I had this huge turning point in my like as just as a game designer publisher you know that once it uh deliverance was never ever work until I finished funding on Kickstarter it was the strangest thing so weird um you never had to motivate me to work on deliverance until after we made three hundred thousand dollars then it was like all right, I sit down, I look at my screen and I open Photoshop and it's like, oh, there's so much to do. And it's like, Larry, let me, let me um, warm up first. And I never had that feeling until after deliverance became a, a reality. Like after it became a real thing that was going to happen, I had a lot of work to, to do in order to make it happen. But up until the actual you know, event and, and its funding, everything was just like a joy ride. You know, I was like on this fun roller coaster and it's like, oh, I get to make more bosses and, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, now it's like I do a million other things. And it it's weird because it transitioned from play to work when it became something I got paid to do. <laughs> you know, when the slog kicks in, and I think there's a tendency to, to procrastinate when something is laborious and you don't really have any passion or zeal to, to do it. As I know you mentioned this big report I had to do at the end of the year and- I, I found, found that it was very easy to get distracted or find, find an excuse to do something else. Cause it's, it's a lot of number crunching. It's a lot of work that has to go into getting it up and running. And I think as you, as you mentioned before about having a pre, like a pre plan of no phones during, uh, you know, my rest period. So I'm not distracted by it. And I think it's the same when you have something like, like a slog to do. You, I, like what I found helpful was saying, okay, I'm going to work until this time. And it was something that was doable. Like, 40 minutes or so. And then I'm going to have a break and get a cup of tea and have a, have a walk around. And I'm going to sit back down. I'm going to work for another 30 minutes. I kind of found breaking it up into chunks like that was far easier than just kind of sitting. I'm just going to keep on hammering this 
big rock until it's broken. It's like, no, I'm going to hammer yep. for 40 minutes, <laughs> take a break, come back, uh, stretch, stretch my body because sitting down for long periods of time, I think it's also good to move your body. But having this, this, having this podcast will help you, the listener, think about some of these things, like having these, these pre plans when doing slogs, like grinding or, or even working. Uh, one thing that, I, that I've started to do uh, with my wife is that we have a rule to turn off our, we have no screen time past 10 o'clock. So at t- yeah. as soon as it hits 10, all phones, all computers are off. <laughs> um, and we usually just read books then. And it really helps us wind down to go to bed on time because we found that we would both be on our phones or one of us would be on the laptop or, and mm-hmm. it keeps you awake. There's, there's a buzz, even mm-hmm. with those, those, uh, filters. I know you can get like these, um, like blue light filters that, changes to like an orange light, but still it's just like your mind's being stimulated in all the wrong ways just before going to bed. And, and then it means we're going to bed later, which means it's harder to wake up on time, which then means it, it just has yep. a, like and knock on effect. And your kids are always going to wake up on time, right? And your kids always <laughs> wake up on time as well. So early actually, the, when you go to bed late, it seems like they wake up early. <laughs> yeah, or they've like wet the bed or something and you get the stove steam. <laughs> <laughs> but having Dad life, having those disciplines and Putting them in stone, saying this is our rules, this we're following this, and we stick to it because this by following this, we actually optimize our time and we increase mm-hmm. our productivity and our output. And it sometimes doesn't feel like that because sometimes you can be like, I'm really in like work mode now, I really want to continue to work, but you have to sort of force yourself to stop. Or sometimes like yeah. I don't really want to work right now, but you just have to force yourself to work and, and get mm-hmm. get things done. Otherwise, uh, it does have these long term effects. So I think f- filling out a plan of things that you can do when you're off and then things that you should do or implement when you're actually trying to work is really mm-hmm. helpful. So a uh, question for you then about that 10 PM cutoff. Uh, is it a hard cutoff or is it like when it's nine 15, you're like, Oh, I guess we can watch one more show. Cause it's about 45 minutes. And then if it's nine 25, you're like, maybe we can do it. Maybe we can. All right. But it, you know, the show ends at like 10, 10, is that fine, or do you have like a strict hard cutoff? I should just put like a kill switch on my computer on on like the Wi-Fi internal. <laughs> no, we try to hard as as much as possible. Sometimes it's a bit. I think yesterday it was like quarter past because I was I was doing something. Oh, I'm nearly done, you know. So I yeah. kind of and did that. But yeah, usually it, we try to well, so far because we're, we're four days into this now. With yeah, the New Year kind of revisiting <laughs> it. But we, we try to be quite disciplined, and it's it's certainly helped. Um, certainly mm-hmm. helped getting. Uh, work done and I'm just not feeling as tired all the time because I'm going to bed at the same time and waking up at the mm-hmm. same time. And it yep. means I'm, I'm starting at, at a good time with work wise and getting, getting things done, which is, which is good. That's awesome. Yeah. We do this thing. And I think that that's a really, really good idea. Um, I find that in order to unwind, I hang out with my wife. We watch, uh, shows and stuff. Like lately we've been watching, uh, Reacher and which is just, um, kind of it's fun but you don't have to be smart to watch it so just like <laughs> this big giant rhinoceros of a human is going to beat up bad guys and save the day um and uh then you know we're watching like NCIS where I've I've actually never seen it before so we just finished season 2 the season 2 finale which was like which really shocked me what happened at the very end of that yeah, I don't know if you guys watch NCIS but um then that was at like midnight when I finished last night, you know, we watched a show, you know, and I, I have keep this thing that I do. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just so easy to do. It just doesn't take much brain power to, um, to watch TV. It's just like, 
you just sit there like uh like in the office um you know i don't i don't want to go over that example i was gonna say the old lady that had to watch bruno um for those that know she just had to watch while it happened to her so because she didn't know how to turn off the tv um you can just let tv happen to you you don't really need to think uh, you don't need to even really register everything that's going on you can miss stuff and it's okay because the show will explain it later or maybe who you're watching with can can explain it later um or whatever you know what's the same like so, doom scrolling on social media right you kind of just get into like this doom scroll and your brain kind of turns off you're just like, like yeah so you realize that your mouth is hanging open you're drooling and, and like you're just scrolling <laughs> endlessly so what's happening yeah so it's uh it's it's just really easy to do. I, I personally also find that like when I used to, I quit gaming cold turkey as a, uh, as a video gamer and that was really difficult to do. And it's now been like eight and a half years since, since I've done that, uh, which is, which is, which feels weird. Um, but I, uh, I find that like gaming, especially in like an MMO was very, very easy to just do the same thing where you didn't really need to think you would just go grind, like go pick herbs, go, you know, make potions, prepare for raiding, prepare for PVP. Um, you know, just, it's really kind of relaxing in a lot of way, very cathartic, relaxing experience. But I'm again, I'm on a PVP until... server. Yeah. Oh yeah. For okay. sure. Oh, <laughs> sure. It was never relaxing. <laughs> yeah. <My> server collecting <laughs> herbs. Well, I was, you back. <laughs> I was a rogue. It's real easy. It's just like, Oh, you just try to gank me vanish, you know, cloak of shadows, vanish, sprint away. And now you're dead. You're dead and you're ganked for the next 30 minutes. Cathartic experience for me, terrible experience for you. So, well, yeah. The best thing as a hunter is you'd, someone would be um, collecting a herb and you'd fly in, you scanner shot them, and then you collect the herb, but you place the trap down. So the insignia, the scanner shot, then they get trapped in the trap, you get the herb, and then you you mount up and fly away. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, that's happened to me before. It made me so mad. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I find that video games, especially it's just very easy also to kind of fall into the same trap where you end up staying up late. And I think that if you don't get enough sleep, you're just not good at what, you know, you're not as good at whatever you're doing as if you had more sleep under your belt. I think another um, thing is if if you're going to sleep at a consistent time and waking up at a consistent time, your body gets into like this routine into this body clock where it becomes easier. Like just automatically you'll start waking up at the right time. You almost don't even need an alarm. You just kind of like, oh yeah, this is, and you start getting sleepy at the right times. So that's the, another advantage of being disciplined and consistent with a sleep schedule. Yeah. Yeah. My, see, the tough thing for me is that I want to, uh, you know, when we put the kids to bed and maybe people without kids might not have this issue, but when we finally get the kids to bed and it's just us, it's like, now it's finally time that we can be my wife and I, we can be boyfriend and girlfriend. We can hang out, we can have fun. We can be kids again. And, um, I just don't want that to end. You know, it might start at mm-hmm. like seven thirty, eight o'clock and it's going to be, um, you know, something that will take a, a long time, um, to finally make happen. But when it does happen, I don't want it to end in like two hours, you know? So, yeah. um, that's always, you know, me just kind of being a impatient. I don't know. So what I find, I do this thing once a year and it's, uh, it's kind of, it's around basically it's it's lent you know where for for lent it's the season that begins in the you know first quarter of the year for uh you know for church um big catholic thing and in the anglican church they do it too but we always found um our evangelical churches would kind of do the same thing and say okay give up something for lent 
And it's normally, you know, you just give up like, all right, I won't have candy, you know, just hard candy. I'll, t- I'll eat soft candy and cake and everything else, but I'm, you know, I won't, I won't eat Jolly Ranchers, you know, but um, for, for us, what we do, we always try to give up something so that uh, we call it a fast, but it's really more like abstaining and abstention from, from doing something. Uh, we always fast from TV. Mm-hmm. And when I say TV, I mean, like not just TV. I mean, I don't watch YouTube. YouTube videos. I don't, yeah, like any, anything. And we make certain exceptions. For example, um, you know, uh, Easter is, is, you know, a huge, uh, Christian holiday. And we're, so we're watching like the chosen and the passion of the Christ. We'll, we'll try to make ourselves watch that once a year. That's a really hard movie to watch. Um, and other things like that. But generally what I find is that when we do this, we're always going to bed by like 10. It's just because there's nothing or 1030 at the latest. There's just nothing that we can do that requires low effort. So we're just like, well, might as well get to sleep and get a good start on the day tomorrow and all of that. And it's kind of difficult for the first, you know, five days. And then it's extremely easy for the next, you know, 25. And then it gets kind of hard as, as the, the kids don't have anything to do. And they're just like, you know, you make them play outside for the 30th day in a row. <laughs> so it's, um, I think it's a really good thing. And in fact, I would say that if you're listening to this, um, I would encourage you to, to do something like that as well. I think Lent is coming up soon. So, you know, consider something that, you know, like that, like that's meaningful to you and set it down. And mm-hmm. what, what we always do when we set, when we set something like TV down and I get the urge to, um, to, like watch a show or whatever. What I always do is I am, um, I use that as like an indicator to do something productive. So for us, you know, like, uh, you can, you know, in, in, in Lent, you can use that when you are like, Oh, I really want to watch this YouTube thing. Or for me, like league of legends and whatever is happening. I, I love following along and I can't. So it's my reminder to like say a prayer or, um, you know, I mean, you can do all sorts of other things. It's a reminder to work out. It's a reminder to whatever. But um, I think that it's been a really great habit for us. And so I figured I would, I would share it, um, you know, but it, it's definitely takes discipline, a lot of discipline. I think because you're doing it with your wife, you have an accountability partner, which probably mm-hmm. helps. I imagine if you're just trying to do that mm-hmm. by yourself, you'd probably fail at like day four <laughs> or something like, oh, just I'll cheat. I fail like in the middle anyway, you know, sometimes I'll, <laughs> I won't even realize it and I'll be like at a restaurant and like sitting like a drone and like watching a basketball game. Like I don't even like basketball, just watching <laughs> basketball game. Like I just watched LeBron James score 10 points. Like I, that's not, that's not on my fast. <laughs> So yeah, so finding someone who you can partner with, maybe you can do this together. Like, oh, we're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, let's try like make a challenge for ourselves. See if we can we can do this together. I think that certainly certainly will help. So yeah. we, we talked a lot about taking breaks and the, the need for following schedules, being disciplined, going to bed on time, kind of these basic things. But they don't teach you in school, <laughs> which you need, yeah. you need to learn. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about how to restart and the processes of getting once you've had a break getting back into the game. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that, that, you know, to me restarting. So first of all, it's, I want to say one, one more thing before we get into restarting. Um, sometimes you're going to have things that you think really, really matter 
during your break, you're like, oh, I'm, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do that. But um, you, what you actually need to do is plan better. So um, you need to find a way to, again, rest on purpose means that you are actively saying, you know, no, I, um, I need to like put this down. So one example for me, um, over Christmas, we have our ads running for deliverance and we're, we're spending, um, you know, we spend on board game geek, you know, you spend up front and then that's, that's it. So I, it's not like I have to actively manage that, that daily budget or something, but we were spending on Twitter, Amazon. Uh, so Twitter X ads, Amazon ads, Facebook ads. Um, we were spending on, uh, I want to say there was like one or two other platforms. I know we did gab and you read it. Uh, no, we didn't do Reddit, but I think it was like Amazon Canada. Anyway, so we, we were spending a total of about, you know, three, $400 a day in ads. And this is the time that I decided to take a break. So <laughs> we're spending hundreds of dollars every day in ads. And it's, it would seem, especially to someone who might say, you know, $300 a day, that's a ton of money. Like, I agree. It's a ton of money, but it's actually not that much money when you're making money from, um, you know, selling a game or, or whatever, when you're making more than you're spending, eventually you figure out like, okay, we're going to make probably three to five times what we're, what we're spending. And so you don't need to look every day and freak out about, about your numbers. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, somebody spending $20 a day on a, like an email marketing campaign, like one of our clients, they actually need to spend more time looking or, or rather we as an agency will spend more time looking at that $20 a day um, ad, a, a budget account, then I butchered that like the, the $20 a day uh, spend, then deliverance spending, you know, a hundred dollars a day on Facebook or 300 a day on various platforms. Like once you figure it out, you can just kind of set it and let it run and trust that it's going to do what it's going to do. And in the short term and that it's not going to fall off and lose you tons of money. So that's something that, that I did. And I thought it was just really interesting. I was like, man, I've spent hundreds of dollars today and I don't know how much money we made. I don't even know how many sales we made. Um, and so it's, uh, I don't even know if the site's working. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm just taking a break. You know, it's like, that's, that's something that I have to obviously, you know, set up uh, to do, but this is something that um, is not actually altogether uncommon. So, um, so with that being said, now let's transition to uh, the different theme of our discussion, which is, how to get back into things once you've taken the break. Here, let's do that one more time. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was uh, awkward. Yeah. So it's like, all right, now let's talk about how to recover. <laughs> That's what I think we should do. Something simple and quick. Sure. Well, didn't, well, could, I really, I really didn't enter a transition. So I suppose I could use one in the past. I yeah. Did. Yeah. That sounds good. I don't know where it was. So I'll just make a time step stamp of here when we started again. Okay. So do you want to, do you want to just jump in then? Sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about how to recover. So the uh, I think about doing this in really on at two different levels. One is in a micro state, like when do you take a break during your week, your active weeks that you're working on your projects, and you know you have your job and your family and everything like that. And uh, then in a macro state where it's like, what times of the year are you going to take off, and you know take off from work. And how are you going to use those times to recover so that you can grind another year of, of progress, you know? And so, um, 
maybe we could split the discussion into those two things. Um, maybe some principles will apply uh, to both, but but let's talk about the macro state first, like the big vacation, because we kind of just we both came off of a uh, vacation with minimal work, right? We're still looking at ads. We still have staff working, but um, I know you tried to take a full week off and so did I. And so what was um, like, first of all, why did you do that? And I know that sounds like a dumb question, but why did you do that? And like, what was your goal to, you know, for, for that vacation? And I think honestly, it was bad planning. <laughs> I started, got to the end of the year. I was like, oh, I have all these vacation days to use before the, the year ends. <laughs> Um, and I, I'd sort of, uh, in the beginning of the year of last year, I, I'd sort of planned on using most of them at, at Christmas because I, last year I didn't have too much time off during Christmas and we did a lot of traveling and I was, I was pretty uh, burnt out by the end of, I felt yeah. like I needed a holiday from the holiday. <laughs> so I, I wanted to make sure that we didn't do lots of traveling this year. I had a good stretch of, of time off and to be frank, we didn't do very much. And people ask you, what do you do for the, your, your vacations? Like, well, stayed at home. Read lots of books, relaxed. <laughs> it didn't do very much. It's not really exciting. We played lots of games. Played, we finished the deliverance campaign. Yeah, <laughs> that's Take awesome. That Leviathan. Yeah, and um, yeah, we had great fun. It was just a, a great time of uh, relaxing, enjoying time with the kids. So there wasn't any, it wasn't too much of a plan. I probably should be more planned. I probably should sit down now and be like, okay, here's all the vacation time I have, and I need to kind of structure it a bit better. Uh, so I, I probably will do that and make a, make a note to do that. But I do think it's important to have a reset because I, I found I was getting sort of the, the, the gas was running out of the tank, so to speak. By the end of the year, it's like you can only go so long before things just become a struggle, like doing mm-hmm. basic things like, oh, checking emails, checking ads, and you yep. constantly are distracted. So having that time to just reset and refocus and recommit as well to your goals and working hard, then mm-hmm. it makes, makes all the difference. We're not machines. We, we need time yeah. off. I think that, um, you know, for me, when I do a good job relaxing and being purposeful about it, I actually really look forward to getting back to work. It's like, all right, I can't wait till like I can get up and like have a consistent schedule and just nail all of these things that I'm looking forward to doing and, um, you know, these goals that I have for work and, and everything. It's, um, it, it's kind of like, um, when you recover well, like at least for me, I really just start to yearn to, to put my hand to the plow again. You know, is, is that the same way for you at all? Yeah. I think, well, I think this is the, the importance of being intentional because often when, you're not working or all you're doing is thinking about work. And when you are working, all you can think about is what you're going to do and you have time off. So, but knowing that you do have the schedule that, okay, I only have so many days of rest and then I'm back in and I have so many days of work and then I'm, I'm off. I mm-hmm. think it's really important. I think it's important that you work when you work and you rest when you rest and you don't mix those two. Yeah. Um, and so you almost again have to work at not working when you're off. Yeah. Like I'm not checking my phone. I'm spending time with the family. I'm yep. doing X, Y, whatever. And mm-hmm. you, you focus on doing that so that when you do go back to work, you are ready to, as you said, put yeah. your hand to the plow and not look back. Yeah. And you know, that one thing that I kind of struggle with as a, well, I think every, everyone that is in charge of um, staff struggles with uh, whether they realize it or not is, is, um, 
anytime that I send you an email or, or like I send you a message and like, hey, I need a thing done, but don't worry about it. Get it done tomorrow. I mean, that's a trigger that could cause you to work um, on an off time or think about work or, um, you know, that that's in essence, I'm not doing any favors by asking you to or by, by even communicating with you. If it's urgent, then maybe, you know, I can say something in Slack and then it's up to you to not look at your phone. But something that I can do as an employer is just to kind of uh, lay off you and let you do what you want to do and not have to worry about, you know, not have to worry about work again. Um, but that's, you know, that's something that I found even when I say like to Alex, Alex is such a workhorse. He's, he's like, you ask him to do something on a website and it's done like eight seconds later. And, <laughs> um, or he's got a message to you saying, Oh, I'm actively working on this. And, um, I think that, uh, guys like that, like whenever I told, like whenever I send him a message and say like, Hey, I have a thing that needs doing on like Saturday morning. I'm, you know, I sometimes get a couple hours of work in on Saturday morning because I'm the one taking the baby and baby sleeping in like a little tummy pack on my chest. And, uh, it's like, what else am I going to do? I've got my phone and I don't want to just waste time scrolling through Facebook. It's not, that's not relaxing to me. So let me just actually be productive for a few hours and then I can actually turn my brain off. Um, and you know, which I'll probably talk more again during the micro, but, um, the, uh, the idea is that if I send him a message, he is going to get it done on the weekend. And so I need to like, what I'll do is I will send myself a message on Slack or send myself a uh, tickler, like reminder in my calendar to, to ask Alex to do something on Monday morning, because I, I need Alex to, to relax and recover and, and that kind of thing. You know, it's like you, you guys are like my, my star stallions and I need you not to, you know, I need not to turn you out on Sunday or Saturday at, <laughs> You know, it's like you just trade for the races. That's right. That's right. You know, so um, probably doesn't impact me too much because of our time zone difference. Because mm-hmm. I yeah. think if you if you message me in your evening time, I'm I'm asleep, and then yeah. <laughs> if you you know, I'll probably sleep first thing in the morning. Then so it doesn't mm-hmm. really impact me. Um, it's that's actually better. become something that's been really useful. Where I know that it's not going to interrupt you because I'm you know at, at 6 p.m. It's uh, I mean sometimes actually you're still awake at six and at wits. What is that like midnight? Over there, one a.m. Uh, Not anymore. I got no screen time <laughs> after <Yeah>. ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, but I, I, um, I, I think that that's actually become something that uh, is very useful. I'll, uh, you know, you being in the UK and then Ryan being in China. Um, sometimes you can use those time zones to your advantage. But, um, but yeah, so let's talk about doing well, this in a. Oh, okay. Some stuff on the macro. So yeah. one thing that, that that we do as a family. Uh, me and my wife, <laughs> so we set six month goals. So we recently just reset them, um, with the new year. I think this is helpful. And because with goals, you're always working towards something It kind of gives you purpose to what you're doing and motivates you like, Oh, we're doing this for this reason. Mm-hmm. And we actually start off with like a, this questionnaire that's quite broad. It's like, what's motivating us currently? Or what do we want to achieve? And we write those down. It can be quite waffly. And then you narrow it down to basically three things that you can actually achieve within six months. So they have to be achievable and they have to be clearly defined and they have to be able to be done within the month. And usually within the six months, there's like a, that's like a three month goal. So it's kind of like a halfway point. Okay. Where do we want to be within three months? Can we actually reach that? And then the, the six month goal as well. Um, so that's something that 
we're actively working towards and something that we've, we've defined. <clears throat> Again, I think having that macro view is going to help define, um, uh, and then even within that, you start working on ways of achieving that. So if I wanted, for instance, for example, work on a hobby, I want to get this big project done on a hobby, but I don't have lots of time to work on it. But if I can commit to spending at least 30 minutes a day on that hobby and I can just chip away at it each day, well, then I can have it done in six months. Uh, so that's something that you can start thinking about, start planning and being, being disciplined. Um, so that's one thing that we do as a family. I think that's very valuable. I recommend that people also have these the short, short-term goals and then they review them. So I have, a, I have a note in my calendar, for example, to review those in six months and we'll see that we achieve them. Why not? Uh, yeah, we did achieve them and then we can set new ones and so on and so forth. That's, that's excellent. I find that what is, what works for me is, um, I, I don't have, so I have, um, big, hairy, audacious goals. So the, um, you know, with deliverance, I only want to sell, um, a million copies and, um, be a billionaire with, with uh, deliverance. <laughs> That's all. So, um, you know, that like, you know, more a realistic, the actual goal that I have this year is to, um, uh, to make a million dollars from the Kickstarter campaign of the expansion. Um, no idea if that's exactly going to happen, but you know, it's like aim for the stars, hit the moon. Um, you know, so that's, that's still pretty good. Uh, miss right? it stuck in the black hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't, uh, shoot toward the center of the galaxy. So, um, you'll probably die in space first. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, so the, uh, the, the, the idea is for me is big, hairy, audacious goals. It's kind of like the vision, the, the place that I'm heading toward. Um, and I think we've talked about this, um, you know, recently, um, you know, if you like the mountain peak that you see in the distance, like the lonely mountain is where you need to go and, and all of that. Um, so those are the types of things that I, that motivate me because I can recall them to mind. It's not something I need to write down. I need to just kind of remember it. It's in a way it's like visualizing your, your goal. It's a very easy thing to kind of remember and hold on to. And then the steps that I take uh, between now and then are in, in the aim or aiming at like actually achieving that. Like there is a lot that is outside of my control um, for the million dollar campaign, like how viral the campaign goes, um, how much my audience talks about it, how well our pre-marketing campaign is going to go. It's a lot that is unknown, but what can I control? It's like, I can do game development right now. I can make it really good. I can make sure the art is on point that that's progressing as it needs to. I need to, you know, and it's, it kind of, for me becomes a lot of irons in the fire that I need to check each one on a regular basis. And so that's kind of how I organize my week where, you know, on Tuesdays I have the deliverance meeting where I talk about deliverance stuff and, you know, catch up with the team. Then Friday we have, um, or so Thursday morning, I've got a meeting with my, um, board game arena guy. And then Friday, every other week, I've got a meeting with the video game dudes. And and that's kind of how, you know, just uh, some examples of things. Now, outside of that, I'm able to generally, um, like my, my office work hours, I'm able to really dedicate to next level web because I know that, um, you know, and, and crowdfunding nerds. And because I know that I'm going to get my deliverance time in and I've budgeted it and allocated for it and everything, um, that now I need to make sure that I budget and allocate for the the tasks. Like I have to build an ads uh, campaign on Google for a painting company 
Um, you know, uh, and my, my deadline for that is Monday. So if, um, so that, that's where, you know, I block out other time in the calendar for that. And just kind of the day to day, I just try to focus on management and making sure the business is moving forward, making sure the new clients that I have purview over our, um, are, you know, um, making progress and, and, and that sort of thing. And then of course, just making sure that you guys get what you need, uh, in order to do what, what you need to do, uh, well. And so th- that's kind of how I organize in a, in a macro state. Um, another, another way that I really, that really helps me is I build from event to event. So I, I learned a long time ago and like essentially what boils down to a multi-level marketing company, um, that the most important event is the next one. So um, I actually took that and kind of twisted it in uh, to my to my to fit my purposes, which is related to like you know as a board game publisher, um, I would try to have the next version of my prototype finished in time for the convention that I plan on going to. So I I'll go to a convention and then the next one is like three months down the road and or two months down the road. And I got all this feedback and um, now it's time for me to change and update the game. Well, uh, I would hate to go to the next convention and get the same exact feedback because I didn't make any changes. So it's my goal. Like I must make those changes and get files printed and, and, and set up and update the game in time for the next convention. Otherwise going to that convention is not useful. So mm. it's one other, th- it's the next thing that's able to kind of um, uh, push me and help me just kind of give me that amp, that onus to get things done now. And um, sometimes, you know, my, my balance point, we've talked about balance in the past, um, you know, on several episodes, but my balance point sometimes is like working an 18 hour Saturday because I need to get those things done. Like that's just the way it is. And my wife understands, you know, and she's, is very supportive but I need to return that at some point. Like if I work an 18 hour Saturday and work super hardcore, then I need to take a day off the next week. Um, yeah. Or I need to, you know, just, I need to help her and with her balance. Right. So that's kind of um, a little bit of, and then, you know, another thing is like, I don't, I try not to set unrealistic time goals where it's like, all right, I'm going to have this done at this time uh, because I find that it's almost never done at that time. It's just, fin- it's just like, I don't know. It's it's never finished. It's just maybe as finished as I could make it. Um, and I, I find that unless you know, in in uh, the board game business, your game is not finished unless you hit the print button. You know, when you when you print, mm-hmm. like we had this this um, misprint on on one of our characters in in Deliverance, uh, the hateful fiend has this move four in a section that it should not exist on the character card and it's caused some annoyance. I wish I could fix that, but I just, eventually there was, there was some old version of a file got added in there and um, I just have to be okay with it. You know, it's one of those things that I wish I could go back and fix, but um, you know, I'm, it's just at a certain point, the game needed to be done. It needed to mm-hmm. be finished. And, and so that, that ended up making it through there. So, um, that's why you have second a, editions, right? Third yeah. editions, fourth editions. <laughs> yeah. I just, I didn't, you know, I, I mean, the Kickstarter is famous for, you know, when the first edition comes out, like the first edition of Gloomhaven, it was, it was just riddled with issues and errors and whatnot. And uh, second edition was amazing. 
So everybody that backed first edition had to buy second edition. And that's actually not, you know, just I named Gloomhaven because it's a big game that everybody knows. But there are lots of games like that. When the first edition comes out, the rulebook's going to be garbage and um, you're going to get a better rulebook and a, updated components and like the Ever- Everdell. Um, I bought the original collector's edition way back when they launched their first Kickstarter for Everdell. So I backed the collector's edition and they give you these wooden logs that are like plastic wooden logs and um or it's maybe they're actually wood uh but the um they were perfectly round so they like roll everywhere on the table they just will roll off the table all the time and they they upgraded those or they fixed them so that they have like a little groove so that they will roll and then stop and they'll actually sit there even though they look round they'll they'll sit there so i do not have the the nice upgraded groove tokens i i've got the uh the wooden rolly ones and it would have been better if i waited you know, except I really liked Everdell and I played it a bunch anyway. So anyway. I think if you think of time as a currency, then that's really going to help you manage your time better. I think because mm-hmm. if you're there scrolling on social media, doom scrolling or watching TV, mm-hmm. like you're spending this currency when you could be investing it somewhere else. So when you're, when you're, there's only so much time in the day and you can't re- get time back mm-hmm. unless you pay someone else to do something for you. Mm-hmm. But if you think in terms of by me investing my time here, I'm not, I'm saying no to all these other things. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you're, if you're scrolling for 15 minutes on Facebook, then that could have been 15 minutes of you working on game development or improving mm-hmm. your marketing skills or spending time with your family. So right. that kind of innocent five, 10 minutes of kind of wasting your time all adds up. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're, it's really harming your productivity. And I think your overall contentment because mm-hmm. it's taking away from things which are far more valuable and important. So, uh, yeah, I think discipline is, is a key to all of this. Yeah. You know, another thing um, that you brought up in relation to you, when you invest time into one thing, it means that you can't invest that time into something else. A lot of it is um, the thought capital. I call it thought capital, but the thing that you think about, you obsess over that takes a lot of time away from other things because when you're working on, you know, that your main task that you need to do, you're thinking about the other thing. Um, and, uh, one example this week I was working, you know, I was just talking to, um, Ryan, you know, from our company. Um, he has a game that he made called backwoods and he is working on a really cool RTS game that I, it, it reminds me of Starcraft two. It plays really fast. It's really interesting and really fun. Um, I just really like it. Sean hates it. Um, no, I but, uh, <laughs> actually you beat me the first time. So you love it. I know, you love it. but, <laughs> but, um, and of course it's, it's just a prototype. He's got a long way to go with it and everything. But, um, he was telling me that he really needs to update his backwoods rule book. He has been promising a second uh, version two uh, for a long time. And he told me that he's opened up Photoshop or, or InDesign like 20 times, more than 20 times over the Christmas break. He's looked at it. He sat there for a while, wasn't sure even where to begin and closed the program without making any changes. And I told him that, you know, my, my advice was move on from the backwoods rulebook, just lay it down and you will not complete it. Uh, and just fully dedicate yourself to the, the thing that is ahead rather than looking back to what is behind and saying, I'm going to, you know, he had a, a decent uh, Kickstarter campaign for backwoods and, he has backers and players that would probably appreciate that. But I think that, um, you know, if you want to make progress, you have to 
make decisions on what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. And, um, I, you know, I think that it just makes more sense to work on the project that's in front of you, especially because this is the project that could be the big one and, uh, you know, really, um, cement his name as a game designer and all of that and make more money and, and whatnot. So why waste your time with, uh, like updating the rule book? Why not just like set it down and focus yourself, you know? So that's, you know, I, who knows exactly what he'll do, but that's what, that was a discussion that we had. Um, yeah, I think and, we said before is you, you put effort where you're seeing results. And if, if no one's really asking him to update the, the rule book or not sort of knocking down his door, then yeah, maybe, maybe it does need to be updated. But if people aren't really asking for it, people would rather see a new game from him, then maybe that's where his effort and energy needs to be, needs to be put. Yeah. So yeah, putting your effort where you're seeing results, I think is, is key, especially when you're, you're starting off and you're small. I think when you're bigger and you've got more leg room, you can then start making, I suppose start taking risks. Like I don't have to give the audience what they want. I can subvert their expectations mm-hmm. or whatever. But no, when you're, when you're, I think you're small, you got to give the audience what they want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'd also say in, in that particular case, probably the best thing that he, that a person could do in a situation like that is get someone else's eyes on it and just say like, what would you, what, what changes would you make? Or maybe even work with an editor at that point to say, we released the first version. This is how it was intended to play. And I need, I actually did the best I could and I need somebody else to, you know, kind of take it from there. And the I game Nexus a- does this. So if people do mm-hmm. want board game reviews with feedback and editorial advice, the, the board game Nexus by Antlap, Antlap Games, they, they do oh, have a service a where they are able to review your rule book and go through it. That's excellent. They gave me some great advice for my rulebook. Uh, too bad it was already printed at the time, but shoot, I definitely plan on making some changes in version two. So let's move into talking about uh, doing this, how to recover, how to work at resting, and get going again in a micro state. So uh, during the week, we need times to recover. We need times that we're, you know, I, like for the easiest example is the weekend. You know, you, you finish work on Friday, you've got your weekend and then you start work again on Monday, you know, for, for the majority of people listening to this, it will be something like that. Um, how do you, how do you rest on Saturday and Sunday and how do you get going again on Monday? You know, what is, what is your like process like? Well, I, I try to be quite disciplined throughout the week so that I don't have to work. Cause I, 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 I say I have to work so many hours a week, um, to fulfill my obligations and if I don't get those hours done, I then carries over into Saturday. So it really depends on how disciplined I am th- through the week that it's going to impact my Saturday. So do I have Saturday off or am I working an hour on Saturday, three hours or eight hours on Saturday? Um, so that's one motivation for me is that the work has to get done. I've got to get these hours done. And if I don't get them done, it's just going to cross over to Saturday. When we do have Saturdays off, it's really just family day, family time is where we spend a lot of time with kids, go to the forest, try to be off screens, play board games. Um, because I, I spend so much time on screens. I think when my time's off, I try to read books and do things which doesn't involve a screen. That is, is helpful. And, um, you having young kids, they, have a lot of energy and they want to be entertained constantly. So it gives me opportunity to, to be dad and spend time yeah. with them. And then, um, yeah, I do a lot of stuff around the house mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. If I can chop wood. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, 
going to be beefcake if you chop wood uh, yeah, for long enough. It is. It does. So, yes, I um I find that for myself, I have one, this is the way that my my brain works. I have one day a week that is like the Sabbath, I which is our Sunday. Um, we go to church, family. I do not do anything on deliverance. I might not even have my phone that entire day. Um, and it's my my wife has it. Sometimes we'll actually I'll I'll hand it to her and ask her to hide my phone. Like put this in a place that I would never think to look and just don't forget because I, we have to find it, put it on airplane mode in a place I would never think to look. So I just can't have it. And then the only other thing beyond that is like, um, we have another thing that, that we'll do where if I get onto my computer or something like that on a Sunday, I have, uh, the threat of having to eat a giant spoonful of mustard. Um, <laughs> my wife, you know, I asked her to, you know, it's like, Hey, let, you know, just encourage me. And sometimes it's really important. She always understands. It's like, Oh, you know, I have this thing that I have to do. Um, that if I don't do it, I'm in big trouble or whatever. But that's so, those situations are so rare that it's like, you it's know, why are you really getting on Morgan geek? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> put that guy in this place. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what am I doing talking to this guy on troll on Facebook right now with, on my Sunday? Um, you know, and so that's something that I do. And it's, I'm really purposeful about it because for me, the phone is so much a draw. I am a cyborg. Like I don't exist without my phone arm. Um, you know, it's just, it's just very, um, very difficult to, um, I don't know. It's just such a compelling force. It's like demonic. The, the level of, of, uh, I don't know, like how, how compelled I feel to just get on my phone and check just, uh, pop open Facebook, check the messages, um, open up the internet, look at whatever. Um, it's those dopamine just, hits from all the Pavlovian and Skinner operant conditioning techniques that they've all applied. Yeah. And <laughs> I, your it's, brain it's so, it's so bad sometimes. Seriously. It's so bad sometimes that like my wife is like, we're sitting in our, in the bed together watching uh, a show and she'll be like, Oh, I have to use the bathroom real quick. She'll walk like, you know, it's a one room over just connected to our master bedroom is our, is our bathroom. Um, and she'll, and I'll be, I'll, I'll whip out my phone and check like Facebook and look at whatever notifications are interesting. And, and then she'll find me like a minute later or 30 seconds later, um, on my phone. And of course, if I'm, if I do that, chances are, I'm going to find something that I need to finish my response. I'm in the middle of a response, you know, and it's like, if I just it, the response and the, the person I'm responding to is never an essential thing because I'm just checking Facebook and it's a Facebook comment or whatever that I'm responding to. And it's a, um, just like a very Pavlovian trigger. Like if I look, I see a notification, I click Salivate. that thing and yeah. And it's like, I, I'm now costing my wife five minutes of time during the time that we're supposed to be hanging out because I couldn't like not pick up my phone, you know? And so it's a, it's a real challenge. Yeah, so, for me, the conviction was, I, I remember once very clearly, I think that even happened last week. I was on my phone checking something and my son was asking me a question and I legitimately just was blanking him out. And I wasn't doing it intentionally, but I suddenly realized, oh yeah, he's talking to me and he's asking me a mm -hmm. question. I'm completely ignoring him. And I just, like, I don't, like, I, I, I discipline him and I try to correct him when I ask him to do something and he does not listen to me. So it's, hip it's hypocritical for yeah. me to completely ignore him when he's trying to talk to me. So that really, really was like mm -hmm. the plank in my eye that I had to remove. <laughs> when they're talking about the, the speck in my, my son's eye. Mm -hmm. And 
I've become far more conscious of being on my phone in the presence of my family um, as a result. And it's something I'm, I'm, I still struggle with because as you mm-hmm. said, these things are so addictive. Yeah. But it's, it's something I do typically want to curve. You're, you're, we're the same. Sundays is our, our day off, our Sabbath. And we try to make it a no uh, or no or very little screen mm-hmm. time. Um, and again, family time, go to church. So that's, that's our, our routine there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that for me, knowing that I'm able to, so like if I look at my notifications on Facebook on Sunday night, um, they'll be there Monday morning. Like, what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. wasting the time on Sunday when I could just compartmentalize a little bit better instead of opening it on Sunday, I could have opened it on Monday and it would all be there. It'd take me uh, actually less time altogether because I always go through my notifications on Monday morning, you know, for, for del- deliverance communities. And then I look at my email and that kind of thing. Um, all of that will be there when you get back. There's nothing that is so time sensitive and urgent that you will look at on Facebook. Um, where if you see it on Sunday night, it was a win. And if you saw it on Monday morning, you totally lost a, a million dollars. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing like that. And those scenarios are so rare that just, you just should, you know, put tech down. Um, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, so I, I think that, uh, you know, maybe getting like how to, um, like get started again, you know, Monday morning, I always have my ritual. Mondays are the day that I get started slower than every other day. So um, it just works out for me. So first thing I do is I get up. I, usually by eight in the morning, I have, I, I'm up, I have uh, my, now my eight week old baby strapped to a little tummy pack and he always falls asleep in it for like two and a half hours. And so I use that time, like two and a half hours of time on Monday morning to like watch the League of Legends video that I wanted to watch to um, check Facebook and fiddle around in my communities. I'll look at messages on Discord. I'll look at, um, you know, comments and things like that and look at Board Game Geek. And I will um, generally not do, I'll maybe say hi in the morning, look if there's any like urgent messages from you guys, like from staff uh, at, at the at Next Level Web. Um, but generally, I really don't get to work until like 11. Um, and I work from, you know, 11 to five and that's like a shorter day and I had fun and I kind of fiddled around and I feel like a, an irresponsible business owner, you know, <laughs> and it's something I've just become okay with. Like, this is my ritual. This is how I start. And then when I've kind of got that out of my system, um, I'm like in, so I've got, you know, Tuesday early, I've got my, you know, again, every day got that baby in the tummy pack. So I'm always on my AirPods. Uh, talking in a meeting in the morning and, you know, always doing something like that, being productive. And, you know, next week, every Wednesday, I have a business meeting for, uh, you know, as like a, a part of like Next Level Web and Crowdfunding Nerds, uh, like in a networking group. And all of that restarts next week. So it's been, uh, it's been a really, really great piece that it's at the very beginning of the week. That is a day that I kind of ease into work rather than just jumping on it. Like, all right, emails and that kind of thing, because I kind of can't, I've got this little baby on me anyway. But in addition to that, I've got all these kids that are asking for breakfast and and whatever. I have to make sure that they get fed and stuff, you know, like, like a good, a good dad. But, uh, but yeah. And then just, it, it's so much easier when I just let myself uh, off the hook for being productive Monday morning. 
um, because there's so there's so many things pulling at me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when my wife comes down and is able to take the baby and she's the master of the, the house and the kids, um, I'm able to go into my office and just kind of get to work, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's, that's been really helpful for me. I, I will tell you a, a bit of a hack that I've, I've discovered. I think it was mm-hmm. your advice is to change your environment when working. Mm-hmm. I found that really helped. And uh, my kids are homeschooled. So, um, if I move to mm-hmm. the lounge, uh, they're just walking about in the background. Mm-hmm. And I find that they, if I'm working and, you know, Facebook ads up or spreadsheets up, that it looks boring. They're not looking at it. But as soon as a video pops up, because sometimes I would go on Facebook for legitimate reasons because they're for clients, but sometimes like mm-hmm. you find you're, you're doom scrolling and suddenly my son or my daughter will just come up and start looking with me. And like, it's just, <laughs> it's a good reminder. Like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this. I just I can turn yeah. it off. So that's a little hack I, I've discovered is that they're just kind of like magnets to anything that's like mm-hmm. stimulating. Um, so it's, it's good to, uh, as, as a little reminder to turn those things off. <laughs> but, um, yeah. one thing I do, um, in terms of my Mondays and Tuesdays, uh, quite similar to you, I do not take any meetings on Mondays or Tuesdays, which means I have more time to yep. work on it. And my Monday is always nuts because I always get a stream of emails that come in over the weekend. I don't check ads on Sunday. So I, I it's a priority for me to check them on Monday. So I've got all the ad accounts to look over. And so um, they're, they're pretty busy. So I, I can't take meetings. So that's one way I, I could have mm-hmm. relieved myself a little bit. There is time that I'll ever take meetings on Monday if it's a client who urgently needs to meet before launching on Tuesday on Kickstarter, which is mm-hmm. also good because it means I never have meetings on those days. So I can accommodate yep. that when it does pop up. But that's one way that one thing I do to kind of get into the week is I just don't take any meetings, which means my, yep. my Wednesdays are nuts <laughs> with meetings because everyone <laughs> who wants to book a meeting with you books it on Wednesday. So usually Wednesday is pretty much all meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I find for me, Whenever I, I have the Calendly link that I send out to people to you know for them to book a time that works for them, um, I will block hours that I really don't want to have meetings. And one of those is Friday. I try not to take meetings on Friday because I'm I'm always so my wife will ask me like you know she'll ask me when will you be done and I'll say ten minutes. The next thing she asks are ten real minutes or ten Andrew minutes. <laughs> um, I always tell her real minutes and she is so much smarter than me. Um, <laughs> she Irish knows minutes. they're Andrew minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and 45 minutes later I finish, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I, I kind of recognize that I will always work late on Friday because certain things need doing before the end of the week. And it's either that, Hey, you know, I talk to my wife and I'm like, Hey, I need this, this thing done. It needs to be wrapped up. That thing done needs to be wrapped up. And we'll talk and, and maybe even organize like, uh, this last week I had, it was, it was kind of a weird, a weird week. Um, the last day of every month, I always write a deliverance Kickstarter update and this one fell on a Sunday. So, um, the last day of the month and not only that, but new year's day is the next day. And then of course it's the Christmas week. So the, um, that weekend is kind of a, is like a big deal to, um, you know, to take away from my family. And so I was working on it on Friday. It was just like, all right, I'm going to get it done on Friday. Couldn't get it done. It was just a little too much um, content to write and edit and make sure that it was polished before I actually released it. And uh, again, we're also releasing a deliverance scenario pack, which has a lot of, of content to, uh, to produce. Um, and I have to polish that up, you know, and release it on in this update to the majority of our Kickstarter backers. And so um, 
did most of it on Friday, talked to my wife and said, it's like, I was working at like 6 PM. I'm like, I have at least two hours of work left on this. And so I told her a one hour of work um, left. And she was like, you know, wouldn't it be better if you just worked on it on Saturday morning and took off right now? And for me, if I have a real serious deadline that needs to be done, but I have, I also have time that I know, okay, on Saturday morning, she's going to take the baby or whatever. I'm going to be able to work on this from the hours of like eight to 11. Like I'm okay. Like I can actually afford to shut my brain off to work and to, you know, save my progress, lock the, lock the meter and then, uh, you know, turn the light off in my office and leave. But if it's like, all right, I need to get this done. And I don't have that conversation with her. I, and I'm trying to get it done in the morning before she gets up or whatever. Um, it's kind of, uh, it, it really occupies my mind and I'm not able to dedicate that time to my wife, to my kids, to having fun, to playing games, to watching shows. Like it, it games, board games are just not very fun when you're like, oh no, I have a, a deadline that is like, people are going to chop my head off if I don't get this done on time. <laughs> like it's not very fun to play a board game when your head's about to get chopped off the next day. And unless you do this task, um, you know, uh, I don't know, proverbially or metaphorically speaking. So, um, so yeah, she, she was like, Hey, let's just get this done on Saturday. You have that time and it's as long as you need, but try to get it done as quick as you can. It's, it's so much easier to, to, to actually stop and then get going again. So, um, that's, uh, maybe a good place to end. I don't know if you have any final comments, if you want to, um, wrap it up for us. Yeah, not the moment. So we've covered the importance of taking a break and then how to restart. We talked about how to work at resting, following a schedule, being disciplined, setting goals and thinking about how you're using your time and how best to set up structures so you can be as productive as possible. Hope you found something here interesting. Make sure to check out crowdfundingnerds.com for more episodes, other articles we've written, and check out our Facebook community. If you have any questions, you can meet other marketers there and, and game developers. It's a great place to network and to ask questions on a host of topics. So until next time, stay nerdy. Happy 2024. Happy 2024. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Crowdfunding Nerds. For more resources, articles, and to listen to past podcasts, please visit us at crowdfundingnerds.com. And if you have a crowdfunding question, we also have a page on our site where you can send a message directly to us. Please visit crowdfundingnerds.com forward slash question. And if your question is a great question, we may include it in a future podcast. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and we'll see you next week. Stay nerdy. Stay nerdy.